Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Mark. Hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is your host, Jen, with the P40 Ministries podcast. And today we're going to be discussing Mark chapter 5, verses 35 through 43. But I do have a special guest on the podcast today, and this is my mom. So she's going to introduce herself and uh, tell you guys a little bit about her. So mom, what do you do and what's a fun fact about yourself? Okay, my name is Terry, and I'm retired and I like it. And we just recently moved here a little while ago um so we could be closer to jen i yeah. think that's a fun fact yeah and you got a really nice house didn't you with um with uh how much it cost i think it was a good deal i thought it was a real good deal too and plus it's a ranch so I'd, we don't have the steps except for the basement yeah that's great so yeah mom is closer to me so she's able to do more podcast episodes with me potentially <laughs> So yeah, I'm excited about that. And uh, so let's go ahead and read Mark chapter 5 verses 35 through 40, I'm sorry, 35 through 43. And uh, you know, if you've been listening into the podcast recently, you'll know that we have been um, going through Mark chapter 5 and we talked a little bit about this man named Jairus who was a synagogue ruler and he had a young girl who was dying. And so obviously he's trying to find any means possible to heal his daughter. And so he goes to see Jesus and is asking Jesus to come to his house and uh, save his little girl before she dies. Now, of course, Jesus, being as popular as he is, gets stopped along the way. And there's a lot of multitudes around him. And this one woman with an issue of blood is kind of holding Jesus up. And I can imagine Jairus is like, let's go. My daughter's dying here. And (laughs) so let's see what happens next. So let's read Mark chapter 5, verses 35 through 43 today. I'll be reading on the W.E.B. version. While he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue ruler's house saying, Your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? But Jesus, when he heard the message spoken, immediately said to the ruler of the synagogue, Don't be afraid, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. He came to the synagogue ruler's house and he saw an uproar, weeping and great wailing. When he had entered in, he said to them, Why do you make an uproar and weep? The child is not dead, but is asleep. They ridiculed him. But he, having put them all out, took the father of the child, her mother, and those who were with him, and went in where the child was laying. Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means being interpreted, Girl, I tell you, get up. Immediately the girl rose up and walked, for she was twelve years old. They were amazed with great amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. All right, Mom, what stands out to you the most regarding this portion of Scripture? And also, being a parent, how would you feel in this situation? Desperate. 
as a parent, I would feel desperate. And I think that is probably why Jesus said when they found out that he died, that she had died, that he said, don't be afraid because the loss of a child is something very, very extremely fearful. But another thing about this portion of scripture is like, it really ties in with the whole chapter. There's mm-hmm. so much there going on. And what is amazing to me that I've always thought about before is like when you mentioned that he would been walking with Jairus to go to the house and got interrupted, Jairus asked him to come to the house. Is it Jairus or Jairus? I have no idea. (laughs) I'm just saying what the way I read it phonetically. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's all right. I was saying Jairus, but Jairus probably sounds that that makes more sense to me somehow. Well, okay, keep going. I could be wrong. Don't go by me. I'm usually wrong. So, nah. but anyway, about this whole thing is he's going to the Wait, house. Wait, I have to say, moms are always right. <laughs> I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So anyway, about it is they're going to the house, whereas I believe Jairus completely asked him, come and put your hands on my daughter. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jesus didn't really need to go. He didn't need to go because yeah. this, like with that centurion who asks to come, he just says, you don't even need to come to the house. Right. So this is a Jewish man saying you, he wanted to see something. Yeah, like Jews, it says they need a sign. He had to have Jesus come to the house. And maybe that's why Jesus said, don't be afraid, only believe. Mm-hmm. And I think they struggled a little bit more in their faith. And to me, it shows the great intense mercy of Christ because he's willing to go. But isn't that true nowadays? Like people always just want to see a sign. Like even now, like people, that's something I I see often is everybody's like, I just need a sign from God. I need something from God. But faith is enough. Like we don't always need a sign from God. And this brings me back way back to the Old Testament where, what was his name? The guy that had um, leprosy, Naboth or? Oh, Naaman? Naaman. Naaman, the man who had leprosy. He went to uh, Elisha to get healed, and he got mad because Elisha told him something very simple. Basically, go wash in the the lake or whatever it the was, river. the river. Go wash in the river seven times, and you'll be healed from your leprosy. And Naaman got mad. He's like, this isn't, you know, good enough. This isn't like a big enough sign, and, you know, this is so simple. And it just kind of reminds me of, of that story almost where people want to see these like really like intense signs and it's almost like if they don't get it it's not real or something yeah what i'm saying yeah and that's what this like this passage is about is about jesus and his mercy and he will when we do have a lack of faith he will increase our faith that's what's so great about him if you ask lord increase our faith i mean people do ask him that or they have asked him but when he says don't be afraid only believe apparently they still struggled with belief Mm -hmm. because of the way they asked him to come into the house and touch her and so that's that's what I love, but it's just no different than a lot of people like when you get saved, well, did you see something special or did yeah. you, no, no, I just believed. Right. Well, the windows didn't rattle. No, I, I believe. <laughs> I mean, that's really what happens. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. So to me, this passage, I love it because it shows the great 
mercy of God Almighty. He will meet us if our faith is little. He's going to try. He's going to do everything to bring our faith up, to yeah. draw us closer to Him. He wants us to have faith, but He also wants us to keep continually growing in our faith. And He did this for these people. Mm-hmm. He, they were the crowds were pressing around Him, and He even stopped and healed this other woman with the with the bleed, uh-huh. with the hemorrhage. Because he knew what he was going to do, and maybe he was using that. I mean, I'm sure if I were the parent, I'd be like, come on, what are you doing? Why are you stopping? I would have been like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that helped them to see God is in control. He's going to do it, and he's going to do it in his time. Because that's a big thing, is God's time. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't always like to uh, wait for God's time. (laughs) No, me neither. I, yeah, that's the hard thing. Yeah, especially when you think that like this is the end. Like Jairus probably thought this is the end for my daughter. Like if we don't come right now, if Jesus doesn't lay hands on her right this second, she's going to die and that's going to be the end. I'm never going to see my daughter again, basically. So, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right where sometimes we don't like the idea of following God's timeline. But the fact of the matter is, is that God can do literally anything and nothing is beyond him. So when we have that faith to follow God, regardless of what we think, God can do very mighty and miraculous things that we never would have been able to see had we not had that faith. Right. Or not that he had that patience to draw, make our faith greater mm-hmm. in the weight. Right. So that's what's amazing. I, that's what I love about this passage. Right. So it says that Jesus specifically says, don't be afraid, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. So it sounds like they were very, very close to the house. I would think they were getting there. Yeah, yeah. pretty close when all this transpired. Um, so it says he came to the synagogue ruler's house and he saw an uproar, weeping and great wailing. So he he commands the multitudes to like stay put. And he didn't allow even some of his disciples to come with him except for three of them. And I wonder if partially he did this out of respect for the parents to not have this like huge multitude coming into their house to like see this miracle performed and just give them space. But why do you why do you think he only allowed a few disciples to come in and see this? I don't know, but it's similar to what he did on the mountain. Wasn't it only mm-hmm. Peter, James, and John that I think so. That got to go up on the mountain and yeah. see so I don't know why if their witness was gonna be more or they were gonna be because of that, the God wanted to put them as the more leadership. I don't know. I don't know why he only picked those three, but he did. Yeah, it seems like Peter, James, and John were typically the three main disciples weren't they yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm not sure about that but it, there's a reason there i just mm-hmm. don't know what it is you yeah. know kind of like the same reason of she was 12 and the lady with the the hemorrhage was 12 years of the hemorrhage so we don't know what the significance of the number 12 but we know there's a significance there right and what mom is referring to is down at the bottom in verse 42 it says the girl rose up and walked for she was 12 years old But it's really interesting that uh, this young girl who was apparently dead is 12 years old. And also the woman that we had just encountered, the woman with the hemorrhage, she had that hemorrhage for 12 years. So it's there's a correlation between those two numbers that we don't exactly understand. But there is some sort of correlation there that is significant. Yeah, 
there is you know like when they oh the picking up the 12 baskets you know there's there's a correlation the 12 yeah. disciples the 12 disciples so yeah 12 tribes of israel yeah 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 there's yeah. there's something with 12 in scripture but i'm not sure what it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay we don't have to know everything no <laughs> it does we don't certain things are going to be hidden from us so right yeah yeah but anyway that's just an interesting uh correlation I want mom wanted to mention to you guys so it says he allowed no one to follow him except Peter James and John the brother of James and he came to the synagogue ruler's house he saw this uproar weeping and great wailing so of course since this Jairus guy is probably I would say decently famous not necessarily famous but a well-respected citizen of course all these people are gonna be you know <laughs> I heard that they hired weeping him and weeping. but yeah they did I, I remember talking about that once that they did hire um like professional whalers <laughs> but you can tell that they're not very sincere yeah because then when he says you know why are you doing this and they ridicule him so they go from sincere like this crying and weeping to ridiculing so they're obviously not sincere no. about the the mourning yeah because i think there's a isn't this story told twice yeah i believe so yeah because i think in the other one of the other gospels when it's retold um it mentions that they started laughing so how can you go from like crying to total laughter yeah, yeah. so so these these people these professional whalers weren't very professional <laughs> no no they weren't they weren't very sincere at no. least they could have been very good at whaling but but no. it also could have been just a bunch of people also because it does say he saw an uproar weeping and great wailing and you never know how these you know people are going to come and just random people off the street try to get on somebody's good side when their daughter just died yeah that's sad yeah but the uh the child is not dead but is asleep i mean i think that refers to like paul does in the if you if you're reading further in in paul's letters of christians that are asleep so i'm thinking does it refer to her as being a believer yeah so that that could be there too we don't know if she knew about jesus before she was 12 so we don't know but it's amazing that he does say that he she is the child is not dead but is asleep even though her body was dead and maybe he was referring to eternal life trying to let people understand that there's more to this life than living in this body and it could be that too right right yeah i don't actually think she was dead like asleep physically she probably was you know in yeah, a sense she, dead but maybe she just wasn't spiritually dead is kind of what jesus yeah. is saying his child is not dead but is asleep yeah i mm -hmm. think that's exactly what it is she's not spiritually dead yeah so she's you know she was a saint yeah mm -hmm. and it says they ridiculed him <laughs> yeah that's sad because they didn't un yeah. they didn't understand that they mm -hmm. didn't understand that at all no but it says he doesn't even address that. He, having put them all out, took the father of the child, her mother, and those who were with him, and went in where the child was lying. So he took the child by the hand, and he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means being interpreted, girl, I tell you, get up. So it says she rose up and walked, and she was 12 years old. So we don't know what kind of sickness this girl had, but besides the fact that she had just been raised from the dead, you know, it says they were they were amazed with great amazement, and he strictly ordered them that they shouldn't tell anybody. And also, he commanded that something should be given to her to eat. So it sounds to me like uh, she hadn't eaten for a really long time. 
Probably. That's yeah. what I would think. Now, I've always wondered, what do you think, Jen, about why did he always say, don't tell anybody? What was, what do you think that is? Because I don't know. I always just chalked that up to it wasn't his time to announce these kinds of miracles yet because when we see him later on coming down the mountain into Jerusalem on the back of the donkey, that was really when he started doing like a lot of public ministry and uh, public healings. Like right before that, he healed Lazarus very publicly um, for many people to see. And it says that because he did that so publicly that the entire city of Jerusalem was talking about that. Mm, okay. So I kind of just chalked it up to it wasn't quite time for Jesus to be recognized that publicly yet as the Messiah. Okay. Because I think they would have tried to like king him too early or something. I don't okay. know. Oh, that's, I, that's a good point. Th that's just me. That's what I think. But honestly, I don't really know. Yeah. So there's questions. And I think that's what's good about this is it shows the mercy of Jesus Christ. It shows the mercy of God, how he's always drawing us, drawing us, drawing us. But it also shows us that there's so much in scripture that you can read it and read it and read it. And God will reveal the knowledge to to the individual as they grow in their walk with him. There's always going to be more and more to learn. Right, exactly. And um, yeah, that's why I do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I've learned a lot. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what if you, mom was my teacher for years? She was my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was my uh, homeschool mom. And so, what did you always used to say to me about teaching? You always used to say that. Uh, you learned more teaching me than oh yeah, yeah 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 oh yeah so yeah when you when you read through scripture and you're actively doing it you definitely learn a lot that's for sure right and you did and you will find out like the more you read the more you don't know it's so amazing and you just get something new every time mm -hmm. it is alive this word is alive it's amazing right exactly and so is this little girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great yeah <laughs> All right, friends and faithful listeners, thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you uh, enjoyed having mom on the podcast and you'll hear more, more of her in the future, I'm sure, uh, God willing. But friends and faithful listeners, I uh, just hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, happy listening and God bless.